Hi everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Be His Podcast. Um, happy April. Um, this podcast, I'm filming in advance, so I think this is coming out about middle of April, so Easter holidays kind of time. So, Anyway, uh, today I wanted to talk about late stage autism and anything neurodivergent diagnosis and how it can affect a person in many ways and how people say these conditions seem to be gaining in popularity or gaining and they're not the recognization and diagnosis and people willing to say hi my name is and i have is increasing and so it should there is still a lot of misunderstanding around neurodivergent conditions but particularly relating to autism and adhd where individuals from female to non-binary, gender fluid, transgender and anything else that you choose to declare yourself as, which is absolutely fine, be you, 100%, but we are misrepresented and especially in ethnic minorities, you are less likely to be diagnosed. I was listening to a book on the statistics the other day and it's horrifying but I'm going to talk from my experience as a late stage diagnosis and how it changed a lot and how it changed me and how it it was a gateway for me to get the mental health support that I needed and it allowed me to understand myself so much better but 700,000 people in the UK are estimated to be on the autism spectrum that's that's a lot of people a lot of people seven in ten autistic young people or when these adults were young people wish their teachers understood their autism better and feels like they would have fitted in and performed better in the academic environment and these statistics are in the very binary of four men to every one woman is diagnosed with autism and in reality studies represent that it's four to four that it's not more common in men it's just men and young boys are yes less likely to mask like a female can and that's what means saying that men can't mask (laughs) for me Getting a late stage diagnosis was almost like going through the stages of grief. And that may sound weird to someone that's not neurodivergent and not had a late stage diagnosis. Or not lived or met someone who had a late stage diagnosis. But for me, getting my diagnosis, I did hit every single stage. First of all, I went into denial. And I remember it well is literally what I've put in my podcast notes here. I remember it well. I remember that I, the report arriving in October 2019, I'm reading all 18 pages multiple times, dyslexic, took me a while, Um, thinking, that's not me, I can do that, I can cope, I'm normal. I rejected the diagnosis, even though inside I really knew it did make a lot of sense and it did fit why I was a little different. So I went a few days. For me, some people, this can be weeks of denying, and oh, no, I'm fine. And I didn't think it helped that I was mentally at the time either. Then I hit anger, and I remember this. So anger. After a couple of days, the denial subsided. 
and into the anger I lapsed. And just for an example of a few of the thoughts that were going through my head at this time was, why had nobody noticed before now? I'm 18. Why me? Why did it take me to to get sick and mentally ill before anyone could understand the root cause of the problem was was everything? And why? 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 I ask a lot of why questions. I think that's an autism thing, to be honest. Why am I so alone? Why does nobody get it? Why did school not notice? Why am I so different? Wait, is that why I like this? Is that why I do X? Is that why I do Y? How different my life could have been if I knew. I won't lie, this time I lashed out and I pushed everyone away. Had some of the worst autistic meltdowns that I now recognise with hindsight I've ever had in my entire life. I was unwell mentally as my autism diagnosis came through the di- through the post with a post-traumatic stress disorder one. And this is something I will be discussing in the podcast in Mental Health Awareness Month in May. So if you want to hear more about that, come back then. But from a variety of things that happened in the two years previous, which made me angry. As I looked at what happened and realised I, I, if I'd understood social cues better and because some ways I, I take everything as everyone says at face value, maybe I wouldn't have got as ill as I did. And I had to accept everything for what it was because you can't change the past as much as I wish I could sometimes bargaining although the anger didn't win for a long time I split in between anger and bargaining and anger and bargaining almost like a wave coming in and then going back out again in and back out again I I'd go in saying, I'm not X, I'm not Y, I'm not Z. Could I could have traits, but I don't actually... Am I? Am I? Wait, am I? Really? I spent weeks trying to break down each part of my diagnosis, trying to find alternative reasons for why I am the way I am. Yeah, I came to the same conclusion as the report, eventually. Then the depression hit. Now, I have to underline this as I was depressed anyway before I got my report. So this was like... Then the depression I was already experiencing became deeper. I fell into a pool of emotion that I did not have the tools, words, emotions and confusion. Couldn't help me get out. My mask couldn't save me now. I'd like to say I snapped out of it. And it, but the pool just felt bottomless, like I was sinking in qu- in quicksand. But it didn't. It took me months. It took a few months for me to say I'm ready to talk. As I came to that conclusion, however, I felt a lot more than just a chemical and hormonal imbalance was my problem. And therapy helped give me the skills to climb out of the quicksand and out of the pool of emotion. And then the final stage of grief acceptance and I'm still I'm still learning to accept some things but therapy isn't a quick process and nor is it easy it's exhausting time consuming and times make me feel completely hopeless in that room I had to knock down the foundations of myself and build from the ground up I had to rebuild myself in the months that came I learned a lot about myself and the world around me and how I'd been living 
in a neurotypical world while being neurodivergent and it was like I was taping on my mask and I had to learn to take that mask off and use it as a skill to put it on when I needed and put it away when I didn't need it so I could live a healthier life in a neurotypical world. The reason why I am telling you all this is I hope that, it, that I hope that one day someone will receive a diagnosis and understand that it's nothing they did nor that they didn't do, that they are amazing and they're a human being and their skills are still valid and their feelings are still valid and they are still a valid human. The journey to acceptance can be long with plenty of bumps and obstacles, but you will get there. So that was my journey kind of summed up quite quickly um, into accepting a late stage diagnosis. And late stage diagnosis, people often say, you've changed since you got that diagnosis. And I often turn around, good, I needed to for my mental health. Is more or less my snapback. I was like, I changed or I wouldn't be here. Which would you prefer? In fact, don't answer that. Don't, don't answer that. <laughs> anyway, um, and people often say, since you got that diagnosis, you talk about it a lot. Since you got that, you're more passionate about this. And I'm like, do you know what I am? And I'm not the first person this will happen to, and nor will I be the last. But it, it lit a fire in me, in a way. Because I don't want anyone to feel as hopeless as I did. But... I also want people to be aware that when you get a neurodivergent diagnosis, whether that's dyslexia, dyscalculia, dyscalculia, dysgraphia, autism, ADHD, ADD, DLD, yeah, you get a report. And that report, and this is a life goal of mine, that when you get a diagnosis, you also get a book. Uh, or a few pages of the positives that you can do because of your neurodivergence. And that is a life goal of mine. But I want people to understand that there are massive benefits to their neurodiversity. And it is nothing to be ashamed of. I want each and every person who gets an autism diagnosis or a neurodivergent diagnosis to realise that they may have struggles but the way their mind works can make them unstoppable. And a late-stage diagnosis can be difficult to manage. And often you end up with a late-stage diagnosis because you find out your kids are autistic and you like you read their stuff and you go, oh, because hmm. uh, it is likely if your child is autistic, one or both of the parents are neurodivergent. Um, they're still looking at that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. They're my family. But... <laughs> it's used to be something to be ashamed of and people often say to me all the time you can't have a naughty kid anymore they're just autistic or they've just ADHD and no naughty children still exist and you can have a naughty child that's not autistic and not got ADHD it can just be a naughty child um, but we are talking for reasons for certain behaviours and certain profiles and certain psychologies that mean that child is acting that way because they can't cope. And I often 
people used to say when I had meltdowns quite publicly, or also I'm told I had meltdowns quite publicly, I should say, um, that people's like, oh, she just didn't get away. It's like, no, I genuinely, I was so overwhelmed with emotion, sensory input, and the circumstances I was in, that I just lost it. Completely lost it. And the, that's a misconception, that a meltdown is the same as a tantrum. Then, then they're very different. So, bear with that friend. I think that's really what I want to say here, is that bear with that friend who's just got a diagnosis. Bear with that friend who is still learning to accept themselves. And bear with that person who you think is neurodivergent but doesn't know it yet. Because a diagnosis can rock their world. But I also want to say that a diagnosis isn't everything. Getting a diagnosis in the UK is two or three year waitlist minimum. Mine got fast-tracked because we paid for it and not everyone is in the financial position to do so. But what I really want to get out there is that if you need to get a diagnosis for yourself, pursue it. It may take a while, but pursue it. But if you suspect that you hit certain criteria of the autism spectrum, of of the ADHD diagnostic criteria, of dyslexia, dyscalculia, Learn coping strategies. We're in the rage of the world wide web. <laughs> you can find a lot of things. There are certain things that are gatekept, which I disagree with, and I break them down, and I am the first person to say, I found this, it helps. Um, like, my fidget uh, collection is ever-growing. Um, <laughs> this one's like a sugar ball. I can't tell you what's in it, but it's amazing. Um, we... As a community, we will open you open arms, whether you actually got a diagnosis or not, because the likelihood is, if you think you've got autism, you've probably got enough traits to understand, even if you're not autistic, clinically, that you understand where the community's coming from, and we will open you with open arms. Whether that's a controversial opinion or not, I don't mind. <laughs> I will open you with open, well, help you with open arms. Um, a late stage diagnosis can make you feel so alone, but there are there's so many people out there that when 18 years like I did 20 years 30 years 40s I've heard people in the 70s getting an autism diagnosis recently it doesn't matter it's never too late and if you need to do that to understand yourself or get help do it it changed my life thoroughly and I hope that you if you're considering getting a diagnosis you get all the help and support you need from the family and friends around you. I know it's not always that simple, but if there is anything I can ever do in terms of a bouncing ball or signed posting you into directions of things, I will be more than happy to do so. Um, I will. My email is underneath here as well, as well as links to my website. Um, and I will do my best to help you, but a late stage diagnosis isn't the end of the world. I promise. My name's Rebecca, I'm neurodivergent and I'm proud of that. I'll see you guys soon. Bye.